0: Have you ever been thirsty? I mean really thirsty. The kind of thirst that drinking glass after glass of water can't quench. I remember as a child running and playing outside of school. And then I would come inside and be so thirsty that all the water in the water fountain could not satisfy me. Jesus grew up knowing all about the importance of water. Growing up in a rocky, dry land, he knew firsthand that water was a precious resource that didn't come easily. He must have grown up seeing his mother and countless other women spend hours of their days hauling water for cooking, cleaning, and drinking. Now, did you know that one pint of water weighs one pound? And that a five-gallon bucket of water weighs 42.7 pounds. So a woman during the time of Jesus will have to haul buckets of water from the well to her home several times every day to meet the demands of a large family and busy household. So when Jesus encounters the lone Samaritan woman at the well in the hot noonday sun, he could appreciate the hard work that was required to draw enough water from the well to meet the needs of her family. When Jesus encounters the woman at the well, he is hot and tired from his journey. And he knows exactly what he needs to ease his thirst. He says to the Samaritan woman, give me a drink. It is a touching, vulnerable moment. One of the very few times that we hear Jesus make a request to another person. He needs something that she can provide for him. And this is not an ordinary woman. She's a Samaritan. And Jews and Samaritans didn't mix. They didn't drink from the same cup. They didn't commune with each other as brothers and sisters of a common faith. She is in a vulnerable position in many ways. She has been clearly been through a lot in that she has had five husbands. And the one she has now is not her husband. So the woman is living with someone that she was dependent on or be in what is called a levirate marriage where a childless woman is married to her deceased husband's brother in order to produce and heir. Yet it is not always technically considered the brother's wife. So her story is a tragic one. Dependent of a man after man, and now being dependent of a man who is not her husband. Her life is a broken cup, full of cracks. She has been through pain, loss, and change. She has been undervalued, marginalized by others, disconnected from her peers, She doesn't go to the well like all the other women do, early in the morning or late in the afternoon. She goes to the well at noon when few people were willing to go to get water. In the conversation with Jesus, she's also vulnerable as a Samaritan speaking with a Jew. Still, She saw Jesus' compassion. She felt connected and valued by Jesus. And feeling connected and valued is an important part of human well-being. And it is something that Jesus shows us he cares about by truly seeing us and empowering us to share the life that he has given us with others. Jesus was breaking barriers, not only the fact that he's the son of God, the savior of the world, or a Jew having a conversation, a long conversation with someone viewed as less by other, especially by other Jews. Jesus takes her seriously as a conversation partner in defiance of norms around associating with Samaritans and women. He breaks down the boundaries and limits of her religious understanding to offer her something better. All the barriers and differences like gender and nationality that divide them fall away. Because at this moment, Jesus is simply a person with a basic human need. and This woman can help him. And Jesus is giving value to a person who has been marginalized, disconnected, undervalued by others. Despite the barriers, Jesus shows up and has a conversation with this woman. She is doing her daily routine. But Jesus truly sees her for who she is. Jesus is thirsty. He asks for a drink. And this woman is capable and worthy of providing water to Jesus. Jesus is experiencing the discomfort of thirst. But he knows that the woman at the well is carrying a far heavier burden. Her life is a broken cup that needs healing, that needs restoration. A cup that needs to be restored and filled with the living water. So in the conversation, we see a Jesus who is willing to give life, real life. Life in all its abundance. Eternal life. Life in the spirit. Life that is like running water, clean, precious. He's offering her transformation he's offering not to quench the thirst of her soul but to banish it once and for all and he will offer her water that will remove her spiritual thirst forever jesus knows exactly who this woman is and he can see the brokenness of her heart Jesus recognizes her thirst for forgiveness, for acceptance. And because Jesus knows her heart, she doesn't even have to voice her requests. I am struck by the fact that Jesus returns again and again to the central issue of their conversation. Do you know who I am? If you knew my true identity... You could ask and I will give you water that leads to eternal life. And not just a drink of water, but a gushing spring that will well up within your heart. That is what salvation is, friends. It is asking God to save you and receiving salvation in return. Jesus says, I can give you living water. The water that can heal your spirit and ease the pain in your heart. But this woman is so consumed with the burden of hauling endless buckets of water that she can grasp the magnitude of what Jesus is offering. She's simply eager to find a way to avoid this back-breaking drudgery that defines her life. So when Jesus tells her that he has water that will forever cure her thirst, she eagerly replies, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty. Jesus is offering to open eternity to her. But she is focused on making fewer trips to the village well. And I want you to just let's pause for a second and think of this Jesus is telling her I can give you living water I know what you're passing through I know your pain I know you're you're lonely I know that you are passing through a difficult moment that you are undervalued and marginalized by other women by your society by your community and this woman is focused give me physical water so I don't have to come back here to this well and face the fact that I have to come at noon alone in the hot sun to get the water because I am in a leverate marriage, because I am marginalized, because I am undervalued. You understand what I'm saying? Every time she went to the well, it was a reminder of the position she had in life. So when Jesus is telling her, give me, I'm going to give you water. She's saying, give me this water so I don't have to come back here to get water. So I have enough water at home. So I don't have to remember of this. She's so focused on her pain that she's not realizing what Jesus is offering her. Jesus is offering an opportunity of redemption, of restoration. Her life is broken. But Jesus is giving her the opportunity to see something new in her life, to be valued. It makes us wonder, church, how often are we ready to settle for less than what God wants to offer us? How often are we willing to accept mediocrity instead of the fullness of a life center in Christ? How often do we hesitate to ask for anything from this generous God who is prepared to let love and blessing and forgiveness flow over us like a never-ending stream? There is no way the woman at the well could comprehend or could visualize how refreshing this water is. Jesus is saying your life, your cup can be restored, healed, and filled with living water. What he is offering is to ease the burden of her troubled soul and release her from the pain of guilt. This woman is living with a past that makes her an outcast in her own village and even worse, for that time and culture, she's now living with a man who is not her husband. She carries with her the pain of loss, guilt, Shame and rejection, that's a far heavier burden than the water that she hauls every day. But Jesus wants to ease the burden of her heart. He wants to remove the pain of isolation and disgrace that she and her community has placed upon her. He wants to offer the gift of God's life-giving spirit because Jesus is the cup of Of living water. He wants to offer her the water that is eternal life to God's people. He has precisely what she needs in her her life. Even if she doesn't know it for a moment. Jesus offers her grace and forgiveness and the promise of new life. He has seen her. She exists for him. She has worth, value, significance. All of this is treatment to which she is not accustomed to. So they go deep in conversation. She opens her heart to him. Talking about where to worship, what worship is. She opened up emotionally, spiritually. Jesus tells her that he is the Messiah. The one they have all been waiting and hoping for. We hear him tell her the good news. In verse 23 and 24, Jesus says, But the hour is coming, and it's now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. That is what Jesus offers this tired, burdened woman. Transformation that will make her worship through her life. Transformation. Transformation. That will make her tell others what Jesus has done in in her life. It is as Jesus honors this woman, her questions, her religious and cultural background, her voice and her life. That the woman gradually begins to have an understanding of who Jesus is. She is going to recognize him not as a prophet like she mentioned before but as the messiah the christ the one that saves and immediately when she recognized that jesus is the messiah her life was transformed she leaves her water pot and goes to tell others in town in the presence Of the cup of living water, this woman leaves behind her ordinary task and life. Symbolized by her water jar. To share the extraordinary news of the one who sees us truly and deeply. Her message is, come and meet Jesus. He told me everything I have done. You know I was thinking about that as I reflected on this message and I will say how would I feel if I would meet someone for the first time that I wouldn't know is Jesus and this person randomly would start telling me your name is Jason Rios you are 39 you are the pastor of Tucker United Methodist Church you are married to Yaya you have a son you know start describing my life and then goes deeper these are your fears this is your pain how would you feel if it goes deep like some, like your deep secrets how would you feel right you know how you will feel like whoa who are you am i in trouble am i in danger please don't kill me (laughs) But this woman, after realizing this is the Messiah, he's saying this is the Christ. She goes and her message, her preaching is, this man has told me all I have ever done. He has known who I am. He knows my fear. He knows my secrets. Come and see him because I think he's the Christ. And sometimes we hesitate. To share with others what Jesus has done in our lives. Because sometimes it means to share the pain and the sorrow and the grief that we don't want to relive. It is easy to say, yes, I'm a Christian and go to church and Jesus has blessed me. But it is hard to see, you know, through a time of hardship where I felt alone nobody was with me everybody left me i realized that jesus was there or it is hard to say through a deep grief of losing a loved one unexpectedly i realized that jesus was there or through a divorce or through marriage problems It is hard to tell someone, sometimes we hesitate to tell people this is what Jesus has done because sometimes it means that we have to go back. But she felt empowered by Jesus to share her life, her testimony with her community and many others. She felt empowered by Jesus to share the gifts she didn't know she has. The same way you and I are empowered by the Spirit to share with others the gift that sometimes we don't know we have. She take her life, restore, filled with living water, She takes this living water given to her by Jesus, and she runs back to her village to tell others the good news. She's eagerly to tell others. And remember, these are the people that already have put her aside. These are not her friends sometimes. Maybe there's one or two friends. But most of them are the people that have pointed the finger at her. But still, she feels empowered to approach everyone that she sees and tell them the message. Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They all left the city and were on their way to meet him. Jesus is the living water. You remember You see it right there. The image is right there. The Kintsugi art. Kintsugi art from last week. The life of this woman was broken. And Jesus restored that cup. Just like that one. You can see the cracks restored. Imagine if you have that cup. And you fill it with water. With living water. By the end. This woman is able to. Gift to others, gushing of living water. Her life is now a beautiful art, helped put back together by Jesus. And she's sharing the others the good news. So, what is preventing us today, church, from receiving the cup of living water that Jesus offers? Maybe like this woman, we have questions about faith. Or maybe we are so busy with the day-to-day that we don't notice when Jesus is encountering us through someone, something, or in prayer. Or maybe we don't realize what Jesus is really offering us. Maybe there's a part of yourself or your history that you feel is unworthy and needs to be hidden. But we can also learn from this beautiful encounter the ways we can receive living water. The woman asked her questions courageously, honestly. She has a conversation with Jesus. She's honest about herself and her life. She defies social expectations. So maybe you can think about the ways you can share your story to help others encounter God. How can you share the living water Jesus pours into your cup? Maybe ask yourself, what do we thirst today? Like Jesus, he was thirsty for a cup of water after a long day of walking in the desert. But spiritually, what do we thirst for today? For forgiveness? New life? Renewal? Peace of mind? hope are we thirsty to acknowledge the mistakes that we have made and know that there is still hope for us all of that and more is offered to us in the liver water that jesus offer us today living water that can wash away the part of us that feel unclean and threaten to keep us isolated from God forever. Today we can be filled with the living water. Our cups can be restored. And Jesus, the cup of living water, can fill our cups with his Holy Spirit. So we can go out. And share the good news of the gospel. In communion you will listen to the song fill my cup Lord. And one verse in particular was reading about this story. Like the woman at the well I was seeking. For things that could not satisfy. And then I heard my savior speaking. Draw from the well that never shall run dry. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, fill me till I want no more. Fill my cup. Fill it up. And make me whole. Amen. May the love of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus who takes our broken cup, restores it. Fill it with living water in abundance so we can share with others.